Hello and welcome to the Harmony Deconstructed podcast. This is a podcast that explores how we can build and sustain an inspired harmonious life. My name is James Mwangombe. Thank you for joining me for today's episode where we'll be talking about um, harmony out of chaos. There's a Swahili saying that goes as follows, Amani haiji ila kwancha upanga. When we translate this in English, it means uh, there's no peace without war. Not that I advocate war or it may sound dramatic as it is, or if you make me sound dramatic, but I use this just to illustrate how um, this saying is used commonly is used commonly to refer to the struggle that we have to go through in our daily lives if we have some unpleasant situation in our life we have to struggle in order to be able to arrive to a place where we get to a pleasant place okay or a resolving of a certain issue that concerns us for that resolution to arise, there has to be some form of struggle. And that's the meaning that comes out from this uh, saying. And indeed, to have or to live an inspired, harmonious life, we shouldn't refrain or hold back from dealing with conflict in our lives. Conflict is indeed part of the human condition. Just for the reason that we are human beings, we are bound to face conflict from time to time. This is something that all human beings experience in their lives, one way or the other. And as human beings, you know, we are complex. We face conflict within ourselves. We might have conflict, internal conflict within ourselves. And on the outside also, as we interact with other people, we also experience or we, we may experience conflict as we interact with other people. And we are complex as human beings in essence because um, we are different. Okay, We have different ages. We have different um, backgrounds. We are different sexes. We come from different regions. Uh, we have different businesses. We have different ideologies. We have issues of uh, scarce resources where it breeds conflict. We also have scenarios where there's plenty of choice such that it brings conflict. Which choice do you go for? Or which one do you ignore? Because there's so much choice, plenty. That also brings conflict, whether it's internal conflict or conflict with people who try to advise you which thing to go for, which one to ignore. So all those are avenues uh, for for conflict or avenues where conflict can arise. And as we interact with other people, conflict is bound to arise. And in my view, living a harmonious life means you are skilled in, first of all, preventing conflict. And second, when conflict does eventually arise, you are skilled in ways of dealing with it and becoming the better for it. So in essence, you have the skill as you go by, as you go through your day-to-day activities, you're able to prevent conflict in the way you carry yourself, in the way you handle your affairs. But 
because conflict is inevitable when it does occur because you have these skills or some skill sets that you've built you are able to deal with that conflict and resolve it and then become better as a person because you have gone through that conflict and handled it the way you did there's a story told by Terry Dobson uh, an aikido master aikido is um a type of martial arts and so he tells this story where he confronted a dangerous out of control drunk on a train in Japan he begins the story by saying how he was one afternoon on, on a train uh, in in Tokyo Japan and was in the train and he looked around and he could see the people that were in the train their parents their little kids just uh, coming from um, the playground and they were just at ease they were um, bartenders who had just come from their shifts and to just reading uh, the the days newspaper just checking the sports section to just get the latest of the sports there was also an elderly couple that was just seated there also just uh, heading probably into town uh, to do some shopping and he himself was just seated there looking outside at the scenery that passed by it was quiet and serene the train compartment or the train car where he was in it was quiet and calm and then the train came to a particular station and out on the platform there was this drunk rowdy fellow and he was speaking at the top of his lungs uttering some obscene words and hurling insults at anyone who passed by him and then just as the train door uh, in their compartment was closing this angry drunk rowdy fellow stepped in while still yelling these obscenities and insults at everyone and all of a sudden the calmness in that train car ended he walked into that place landed his big hands on the rails of the train he looked at a mother who was uh, nearby and he threw a punch at her and it almost landed on her but she ducked just in time and scampered away he steadied himself and again he threw his leg towards an elderly couple that was nearby and they also ducked and just in time just in time they ducked just in time and he was angry he held insults at this elderly lady saying saying i'm going to get you and terry at that moment he looked at this scenario and he said this is his opportunity to intervene you see terry had been attending this um, aikido training and in that training his master had always taught them that aikido was devoted to peace aikido was devoted to peace each morning that master would say aikido is the art of reconciliation whoever has the mind to fight has broken his connection with the universe if you try to dominate other people you are already defeated in aikido we study how to resolve conflict not to study and so terry had this in mind every time he wanted to fight some people opportunities would come for him to fight but then this philosophy of his master would always prevail and he would 
choose to hold on to peace. But here was a perfect opportunity. People were in danger and he needed to intervene. And he was ready and willing to deal with this drunk, rowdy fellow who had just interrupted the peaceful scenario that was in that train. And he was actually attacking people in the train. And he stood up and he looked at a drunk guy and he passed his lips and he blew him a sneering kiss. And the drunk looked at him and said, Huh, foreigner, you think you're something, huh? Well, I'm going to teach you some Japanese manners. And Terry thought to himself, he said he's going to make him as mad as he can be while he's focused on him. So he kept blowing this insinuating kiss towards him in the air. He's blowing it in the air to make him as mad as he can be because he knew the more angry he got, the more angry this this, uh, drunk guy got, the easier it was going to be for him to put him down. And so he was sizing him up. And a drunk guy threw one punch towards him and Terry ducked. And then Terry was ready to lunge in with his next punch. And then it happened. A loud, excited voice shattered through this commotion and said, Hey! The voice was almost, as Terry would describe, like, Someone who had just seen his long-lost friend. He discovered something nice and he was telling his friend, Hey! Hey! That word instantly sliced through the thick intensity of the moment. Both Terry and the drunk guy turned to see where this voice was coming from. And they saw an old man who was uh, roughly in his 70s. And he was tiny and dressed in his, in his kimono. And he took no notice of Terry. But he was so interested and beaming in a big smile. Delightedly at this drunk, tall, uh, rowdy gentleman. He said, come here. He said, come here. Come here and talk to me. He waved his hand lightly towards the seat next to him. The big drunk fellow, he followed almost as if on a string. He planted his feet belligerently in front of the old gentleman and towered threateningly over him. Talk to you? He roared above the clanking wheels. Why the hell should I talk to you? The drunk now had his back towards Terry and Terry was watching him closely. If he moved as little as an inch towards this old man, he was going to put him down immediately. But the old man continued to smile at this drunk rowdy guy and he asked him a question say what have you been drinking he asked lightly his eyes sparkling with interest what have you been drinking and this um, drunk big dirty guy said i've been drinking sake and that is none of your business oh that's wonderful the old man said with delight absolutely wonderful he said You see, I love sake too. Every night, me and my wife, every night, me and my wife, and she's 76, you know, 
we warm up a little bottle of sake and take it out into the garden and we sit on the old wooden bench that my grandfather used to use and we look out into the sunset and check out our persimmon tree to see how it is doing. My grandfather planted that tree, you know, and we wonder whether it will recover from these ice storms we had last winter. Persimmons do not do well after ice storms, although I must say that ours has done rather better than I expected, especially when you consider the poor quality of the soil. Still, it's most gratifying to watch when we take our sake and go out to enjoy the evening, even when it rains. And he looked at the laborer. The old man looked at the laborer, eyes twinkling, happy to share his delightful information. As the bewildered drunk struggled to follow the intricacies of the old man's conversation, his face began to soften, his shaky fists slowly unclenched. Yeah, he said slowly. I love persimmons too. His wavering voice trailed off. Yes, said the old man, smiling and leaning slightly forward. And I am sure you have a wonderful wife. No, the laborer replied to this so strangely friendly man in a softer, sullen voice. My wife, uh, my, my wife, she died last year. The suddenly changed drunk hung his head in heavy sorrow. Then gently sawing with the motion of the train, this big man, who was so threatening just a moment ago, began to sob. <laughs> I don't got no wife. I don't got no home anymore. I lost my job. I don't got no money. I don't got nowhere to go. I'm so ashamed of myself. Big tears rolled down his cheeks. A spasm of pure despair rippled through his body. And now, Terry, as he looked at this scene that was unfolding before him, he felt so ashamed. He felt so ashamed because of how he had judged this um, drunk man and just this conversation that he had with the old man and what he revealed about himself and about what had been going on in his life. And Terry was feeling ashamed at this moment. And just at that moment, he realized he had arrived at his uh, destination. And as he parted his way through the crowd that was uh, gathered towards the entrance of the coach in order to exit, he turned his head around just to hear the old man say, my, my, in an empathetic expression towards the drunk. And the old man said, that is a very difficult predicament indeed. Sit down here and tell me about it. And as uh, Terry just was about to disembark, he looked back and he saw such a beautiful scene. The laborer, the drunk, the dirty man who had just moments ago entered this train and shattered the piece that was there. He looked at that scene. It was beautiful. The laborer was sprawled like a sack on the seat and his head in the old man's lap. The old man was looking down at him with smiling compassion. 
his hand stroking the filthy, matted head of his confused soul. And Terry disembarked from the train, and as the train pulled away, he sat there on the bench that day, and he was dazed at all that had just happened. We all face, as I've said, conflict from time to time in our lives, and we just need to keep building skills on how to deal with it. Like this seasoned old man who knew the words to say at just the right time to be able to help out this uh, drunk, rowdy fellow who was uh, in a disturbed state. To live an inspired, harmonious life, you should learn to deal with conflict successfully and be able to restore harmony in your life and possibly in the lives of people around you. This sometimes means humbling ourselves and deciding to have the difficult conversations that we need to have with a loved one or a difficult conversation with a colleague, a difficult conversation with a friend or even a boss. These are conversations that we have to have in order to arrive at a a place of harmony. It is difficult, yes, to deal with conflict, but difficult as it is, if we purpose to do it, then we can be able to do it and we can gather the kind of skills that we need to be able to to talk and have the conversation. But however, at this time, I would like also to caution that it is possible as human beings, sometimes we don't want to resolve conflict and we want to avoid it as much as we could. And one day turns to two days. Two days turn into five days. Five days turn into a week. A week turns into a month. A month turns into three months. Three months turn into a year. And the longer we wait, the harder it is to deal with whatever conflict. If we don't deal with conflict early enough, it makes it complicated. The more time goes by, the conflict becomes so complex, so complicated that you might require an expert to help you to deal with it. And I'll be talking about this aspect in an upcoming episode. But what I would like to say here is that for us to live an inspired, harmonious life, then we shouldn't refrain or hold back from dealing with conflict in our lives. And the more we gain skills on how to deal with conflict as soon as possible, the better it is for us and the more harmonious a life shall we live. Thank you for listening to me and please join me in the next episode where we'll be talking about prevention is better than cure. 